We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This thing on? See, now I'm getting mad. Because it's getting ready to be on. I want my whiskey to bite me a little bit. This is the kind of psychopath that I hang out with. I got beat up outside of a Denny's. The Rockpile Report with Buffalo Bills season ticket holder, Drew Gear. He likes to get in the ex's nose. Something I can't do with this podcast because I drink too much. Chris Kruger. My rollerblading blonde mohawk producer. The pettiest, hardest drinking Bills podcast. I'm an adult. I know what I'm about. are the best team in the NFL, bar none. The Buffalo Bills have the best quarterback in the NFL, bar none. That was an absolute display. Josh Allen to Stephon Diggs. Three times a thing of absolute beauty as Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs pasted the Tennessee Titans. Remember the Titans? More like forget the Titans. Oh, and you want a little defense? Ryan Tannehill was atrocious. They stoned Derrick Henry, the best running back in the National Football League. This team's got it going on in every possible way. The Buffalo Bills with Von Miller, this defense is the best in the AFC. The Buffalo Bills crowd was absolutely rocking. You can have a really strong debate who's the second best team in the NFL. You could argue with your friends who's the second-best quarterback in the National Football League. But make no mistake who's number one in all categories, the Buffalo Bills and Josh Allen. Welcome, everyone, to another edition. (laughs) See, this was good. You pulled it off. Second time's the charm. You didn't break anything. No. Welcome to the Rock Bell Report Podcast. I am your semi-voiceless host, Drew Gear. That's my producer, Chris Kruger, and that was... Nathaniel P. Geary, uh, former uh, what, what the best holder in Buffalo, former uh, Buffalo State Bengal quarterback and WGR 550 personality, given the intro. And what you heard at the top of the show was Adam Shine from CBS Sports talking about the Bills being the best team in the NFL right now, maybe ever. Just, you just know, ever. just ever. Guys, we're here talking about week two recap, Buffalo Bills 41, Titans 7, before we address anything, that. yeah, yeah, we got to get that. this out of the way. Chris, I'm going to throw it to you. I want you to walk over here and get it. I'm throw it. Well, Nate's a quarterback. Have him throw it. Nate, you're a former quarterback. Why don't you chuck, first of all, what is it? Uh, this is a peach Bellini. Delicious. Peach Bellini Seagrams. Chris, tell the folks why you're drinking it. Uh, because I said the Titans would cover. Ten God. points? Yeah. I, mean, I, I, they didn't even score ten points. They didn't even score ten points. I was not... I did not believe that the Bill. I b- thought the Bills would win, but I, I didn't think they would win by 10 because we've lost to them the last two times we've played them. And it's my mind went, okay, we lost to them twice in a row over the last yeah, they, two seasons. They, they lost to the Giants. Yeah. They're like probably so pissed off. Almost. Ye of little faith. Yeah. So I was like, there's no way that we're going to just blow them out. Ye <laughs> of little faith. Here's your stats of the game. I got Ryan Tannehill 11 to 20 for 55%. 117 yards, which is hilarious. No touchdowns, two picks, and a 32.7 rating. 
Josh Allen, 26-38, 68%, four touchdowns, no picks, 128.9 rating. Josh Allen leads all NFL quarterbacks in total QBR through two weeks and owns the highest EPA of any quarterback in the NFL by more than three and a half points. Running back Derrick Henry, 13 carries, 1.9 yards per attempt, and five runs for negative yardage. Wide receiver Stephon Diggs, 148, three touches, at least one catch against all but one of the Titans defensive backs, had double-digit yardage and a touchdown against three of them. Uh, Bills running backs, Zach Moss, four touches, two for zero yards. Dick Singletary started the game with a 16-yard run, had five net yards on his next 10 targets and carries. Offensive coordinator Ken Dorsey, 21 straight pass plays from 5-10 in the second quarter to 6-46 left in the third quarter. That compliments of Joe DiBiase of the WGR 550. And the Bills offense was 5 of 13 on third down conversion attempts, 2 of 3 on fourth. Now, Nate, I would love to dive into this, but first, one of the reasons you're here tonight, shameless plug, but not really shameless because it's for a great cause. Oh, yeah. You've got something awesome coming up around the corner that I think people need to know about. You guys like beer? You guys beer people? Who did? What? No. Yeah, we're drinking snacks all night long. So, uh, Thin Man and I have collaborated on a Kolsch. Because if you know me, I'm a self-described Kolsch king. Kolsch king? So, Kolsch best, king. Hang on, whoa, whoa, whoa. So, how many other titles have you given yourself? Best holder in Buffalo. Yeah. Kolsch king. Yeah. Um, what else? Most. I don't know. I was just I was just Hostess telling, with the mostest. I was just telling you uh, a minute ago that between you, Chris, and Matt Perino, if they put the three of you in a room together... I feel like you've passed the legal tolerance for hair product. You're now in that crowd, too. We might be able to come up with the best hair product. I'll call the cops. They'll just come in and beat you guys. Mine's all natural. (laughs) They'll just come in and club you guys. Mine's just bodily fluid. Really? That's gross. Blow dried into place. I just, yeah, I just spit into my hand and spit shine. Um, Yeah, so we we developed a a guava-infused colch, which I'm really excited for. It's going to be a pink-style beer. Real men wear pink, so it you know makes sense. Friday, September thirtieth. So if you're listening to this, let's presume Thursday morning, uh, the twenty second. It will be eight days from the time you're listening to this, and uh, you should come. It's going to be fantastic because yes, the beer will be fantastic. The beer will be flowing, uh, and you can come and purchase the the bottle, the the can, and the the label is super cool. It's got my my direct link to my. Uh, my donation page, which is awesome. It's going to be carried in all the Western New York consumers beverages around here, which no is really shit. cool. Look at you. Um, yeah, super, super cool. Um, and then the raffle itself. And, and I, I'm, I, I've never asked him if I was allowed to, to release this information, but he has said it on the radio, so I can tell people this. But Howard, Howard Simon donated last year. It just didn't come in time. Uh, a very special item. And it's his cousin, Jason Alexander, from Seinfeld. Wait, what? Yeah. I've lived this long, and I didn't know Howard Simon First cousins. Was oh, my First God. Cousins. Have you seen the two of them? Yeah, have, actually. Frankly, have you seen the two of them in the same room? Oh. No. Howard might I have, be Jason Alexander. I have seen Jason Alexander before at Kleinhands. I've Excellent seen him show. before uh, in the movie Shallow Hell. <laughs> Great, great uh, I've watched movie. him. Yeah, where he's got the little tail. Oh my god, it's such a good. Movie. I've watched him play almost my life on TV for mm. nine years as George Costanza. Yeah, just a short, short, selfish man. Yeah, always looking for an angle. That's right, <laughs> always. So here's the great part: if you're a Seinfeld fan, I have an original dated twelve. Is it twelve twenty nineteen ninety one? table read original table read script from the episode the bet which i'm not a huge seinfeld guy but seinfeld guys would tell you that that's Uh, like one of the episodes yes yes and it's signed on the cover by jason alexander and it says serenity now jason alexander boom um so that you already have me i don't give i don't i don't care whether your beer is good or not you got me 25 dollars a raffle ticket uh uh, so you could potentially score a very valuable item it's in mint condition um yeah it's but you have a boatload of other stuff too. i got a kegerator from consumers um if you're a golfer i've got foursomes to some private clubs lancaster country club gawanda country club what was the private chef thing i saw Uh, i've got multiple uh dining experiences so uh chef james 
James Roberts uh, of Tutant and Compass Run in the city uh, is offering a 15-person uh, low country boil. He will bring the materials to you at your home if you want to host a party. And he will do a low country crawfish in, 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 uh, in corn uh, boil. It's, it's amazing. And he's, you know, Mr. Cajun, Raging Cajun himself. Um, the Little Club, which is this little, you know, it's in its name, it's a little club, but it's this beautiful little wine and, and small plate um, restaurant on hurdles right across from Lombardo's. Uh, right on Hurdle Avenue. And they're doing a five-course tasting menu with wine pairings for every course. Um, that's an unbelievable. I mean, it's like $200, $250 value. So you're raffling off all of these things. And that's right. all people have to do is buy a ticket, show up. And you don't even have to buy a ticket. It's open to the public. All you got to do is buy raffle tickets. So you got to show up to this event at Thin Man. Free Brewery. Macy's Place Pizza. Oh. So if you've, if you've been wondering what Macy's Place is all about, free you'll pizza. have an opportunity to have free pizza. Um, and See, the inner George Costanza and me heard free. And I free. Was, wow. So all you got to do, you don't, you don't have to come spend any money if you don't want to. Um, but come and, and I mean, the raffle items are through the roof. I've got a Micah Hyde signed jersey, a crucial catch signed game ball from Sean McDermott, uh, courtesy of the Bills, who are very generous in, in, in helping out my cause this year. Um, let's see. I, I got, um, oh, Encore Golf is, is donating a uh, custom Encore leather golf bag that looks unbelievable. Um, I got something else that's really cool. Oh, yeah, a 15-person margarita happy hour at Casa Azul, the Mexican restaurant downtown on <laughs> Allen, um, with with uh, appetizers included. Um, yeah, like I, people just ponied up in ways that uh, I, I wasn't even really fully expecting. I'm, wasn't I'm that very Buffalo, grateful. though? Very Isn't grateful. Isn't that what this city's about? Very grateful to my partners and to, my, um, to Thin Man, uh, first and foremost, who covered the cost of developing this beer and you know packaging it and um the man hours the they're giving me you know the entire building on friday of thin man down on elmwood to to host this event and they're staffing it for me paying those employees for me um you know just incredibly generous of mike schatzel and and thin man i'm i'm indebted to them i really appreciate what they're doing how come uh, one of the items that's not listed for up for raffle is uh, a foursome. Somebody and a buddy golfing with Nate Geary kind of and, and, and Jeremy gonna, White. I'm kind of assuming that they're going to invite me. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I would. That's what I would. Want. I mean, I didn't. I didn't do all this work to not get invited yeah. to one of those. If I want to, if I win with a raffle ticket, I would want foursome with Drew, you, and Jeremy White. Deal. Well, first of all, all I'm going to do is hit tee shots and sleep in the cart while I sip whiskey. <laughs> like that's no it. one said you got to play every hole. That's all you got to get. That's all you're getting from me. <clears throat> this sounds like an amazing event. Where can people go to buy tickets? Again, no, you just Again, show up. Just show up. Just show up. Thin Man, seven p.m. Um, we'll have uh, at the door. You can leave with a four pack of the beer if you want. It'll be on tap. It will be in bottle or it'll be in cans, sixteen ounce cans. Uh, I'll, they're retailing eleven ninety nine, and uh, portions of those proceeds will be going back to the uh, to my campaign as well. Um, and I am on a mission. Uh, starting here in just a few days. It's Real Men Wear Pink. Real Men Wear Pink. And my mission this year is to, in the month of October, raise $50,000 uh, for the American Cancer Society. You're an ambitious dude. I am. I'll tell you what. I intend on hitting it. Nate, cancer survivor. That's right. Philanthropist. Yep. Guy with some annoying hair, but mm -hmm. a guy who's a lot of fun to get drunk and Dolphins about fans' worst nightmare. You know, what else? What else can I add to my resume? Cheers to you, brother. Yeah, thanks, man. Hey. We'll do what we can to help you hit that. Don't worry. Appreciate that, my friend. So Buffalo is synonymous for charity. I'm Better sure see Mark guys... Smith there, by the way. Oh, Better see him. You you won't be able to stop him. Will you have a Vlad Guerrero jersey yeah, up for a silent that, auction? That you can trick him into for a silent auction? I'll paint Mark. my I'll paint my skin I'll paint my back <laughs> Guerrero twenty seven if he wants. I'm sure he'll love that, Chris. I'm sure he'll love it. So. Buffalo, obviously, this sells well because it's we're a charitable city. We're known for that. What else we're known for now is being one of the best damn tailgate destinations and maybe the, maybe, according to Adam Shine, the best team in the NFL right mm. now. Chris, if we want to talk about the tailgate, that inclement weather? <laughs> what? That's, that was funny watching you guys. We get out there at 940 in the morning. Yeah. Get the tents up, get everybody settled. Pat Cleary and the boys, Iman, we're all rolling in. We get three top, we get three pop-ups up. Iman's already got his coals going. 
downpour. Yeah. Thunder, lightning. My wife texts me and goes, if you die getting struck by lightning in a field at a football game, <laughs> I'm not going to sugarcoat it for our children. Yeah, and <laughs> just hope that you have good life insurance, you know? Hey, listen, do you think she'd be married to me still if I didn't? No, you, you definitely have got some good plans. There's no <laughs> doubt about that. You've been contributing for quite some time. Chris, yeah, that's the, the Andrew side of it. Yeah, yeah, that's Andrew. Yeah, that's Andrew. <laughs> As the more sober ver- sober uh, part of this operation that was there at the tailgate, were you impressed by the number of listeners who showed out? Yeah, uh, Taylor to George looks like he's Greg Thompson's uncle. <laughs> they look ex- exactly alike. Now that you say it, I can't unsee it. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, my God. They look alike. You know what the thing is, though? I'm actually more afraid of Taylor because he's at least man enough to grow facial hair. Greg just flirts with it. He does flirt with it. He yeah. flirts with facial hair. He can't. He's he's not ready for it. Uh, no, the, the, everybody who showed up by uh, EB showed up. We got a uh, I don't know. Ben from Hamilton ben showed from up. Ham- ben from Hamilton. Last word on sports. Ben. Yeah. It was funny meeting him because I'm like, you You actually have quite a following. I don't know why you listen to me. <laughs> I don't know why you <laughs> Yeah. Uh, and then, obviously, the uh, the photos. Uh, Chris, the effeminate lumberjack. Yep. I'd like to add some context. Did you see it? It was supposed to the, be raining. Show him the photo. The what? The effeminate lumberjack, the flamboyant lumberjack. So this is photo. what happened, folks. I uh, want to defend myself did. for a second. You can see the photos over at Rock Power Report. I ran a 40-meter dash against Pat Cleary, who is, I think he's 57, or at least he looks like he's 57. I don't know. I, I can't tell. Uh, if he's 65, it's that's a compliment. But. So he... Oh, Jesus H. Christ. Yeah. So I run this race in boots and pants and a yeah, t-shirt, and then yeah. the sun comes out, and it's so hot. I did see that picture. did so, see that picture. I have no choice, right, but to strip down, no shirt, and then I roll my, like, I need shorts, but I can't find them, so I roll my pants up. Hey, listen, you know what they say, whenever it's hot outside, just put some denim on. Put some denim on. Whenever, whenever it's humid, go with denim. There's something they say. Those photos, I'm saving them for posterity. That might be the most unflattering photo ever taken of me. It's actually a real feat, wouldn't you say? Speaking of feet, um... Chris, how many of those shoes do you actively wear? <laughs> all of them. You don't wear all of them. There's no I've way. been waiting for a guest to call him out on this. All of them. There's no way. You all have me- like three of the same pairs. Uh, no, I have uh, two. <laughs> two are. <laughs> I like guys' defenses. No, I just have one. Like I do this, but it's with sneakers. That, what's up? How could you wear this many like casuals and or dress shoes? I mean, it's just too many. No, I wear them all the time. So what? What do you do? You not wear sneakers? I do. Oh no, he's got he's got shoes for every occasion. He has yeah. more than his landlord. So you, I, I spend my money on golf. Yeah. Um, you spend your money on Whiskey. liquor and shoes. Yeah, I haven't bought a new pair of shoes in a minute though. And yet he doesn't dance. No, that makes sense. He doesn't look like a dancer. No. You think those sideburns? You think those sideburns are boogieing? <laughs> no. no, no. The longer the sideburn, the less likely he is to dance. That's a fact. So here's what happens: the game ends, right? We're gonna do this like a Quentin Tarantino film. The game ends, and Chris and I are driving home together from the stadium for the first time in a long time. And in fact, my wife texted Chris this without my consent. I want to point that out with no consent given. I don't know if I still. Let me see if I still have it. What did she say to you? She wrote me because I'm hungover, so obviously I'm being very transparent was, and I'm a little emotional. Well, I mean, it was about me being at the tailgate because I haven't been in. I told since her, the Falcons game yesterday made me realize how much I miss having Chris there. He takes charge, packing up. He's fast. He's efficient. I are you talking about? You're talking about Chris. Yeah, yeah, I'm talking about Chris. I, I was like, and she goes, she looked at me. She goes, did you just say with a straight face, you miss Chris? <laughs> like, you missed him? And I was like, yeah, I, I missed. It made me realize how much I've missed Chris being a part of this tailgate thing. He and I are driving home, and we're listening to you, Nate, on mm-hmm. the radio. And the thing we kept snickering about was these people that you have to do these post-game oh, interviews Jesus. with. Yeah. How do you guys even find people sober enough at that hour of night? Like, is here at 1 o'clock, 
it's games. It's a four fifteen, right. four thirty, five right. o'clock. Like there's still some sober, reasonable sure. people out there. At eleven o'clock, anybody with enough brain cells to rub together to talk on the radio has already gone to bed. Sure, because they have work in the morning. Everyone else is just hammered and looking for a place to dump their ideas, which is on me. It's on you to to dump them on me. How do you guys navigate that? What's it like being on the other end of that onslaught? So, (laughs) you know, my producer, uh, Zach Jones, he 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 screens them. And typically what he does is on the screen to my left will be six lines, right? And you can write in a description of what you're going to talk. You know, Chris Cheektawaga wants to talk about Andrew Depew, right? Andrew Depew. Uh, you know Frank Cheektawaga, and you know loves their hate, can't can't figure out why Zach Moss is playing right. So like that's you know that and then so the last two weekends or the last two games, it's been like if it was six, it'd be like Tom St Louis blank. Do not take. Do not take. John from Albany. Eric from Mississippi. Do not take. <laughs> So, you know, he, he does a good job of filtering through some, but like, it's tough, you know, like there's the guy that would call in and, and ask Bulldog how high he was on air all the time. And he would call in very, you know, on descript to be like, Hey, yeah, this is, this is Jeff from Lewiston. I'm just looking to, you know, talk about the bills win. And he'd be like, Hey, Bulldog, uh, how stoned are you right now? Dude? Oh, 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 you know, so. Dude, I'm not going to lie. It just reminded me of the movie Grandma's Boy. You just oh did a God. great impression of that film, and now I'm going to have to go home and watch it when I'm half in the movie. bag. So Gram- Grandma's Boy and That's My Boy. Okay. Two okay. fantastic movies. When was the last time you've seen That's My Boy? Have you ever seen That's My Boy? I don't think I've ever seen it. Adam Sandler, Andy Samberg? Never seen it. No. Oh, my God, guys. Homework. Okay. Next time I'm on the show, you both better have seen That's My Boy. It is... Maybe Adam Sandler's best movie. Well, I'll Ooh. I'll tell you who did their homework ahead of this matchup. Ken Dorsey. Yes, Kenneth. It's it's one of these things because the legend of Ken Dorsey, if we talk about how fast people got just enamored with Kiko Alonso, like remember how like ESPN started the memes? They were like, "Oh, the, the, he became like almost Chuck Norris like in yes. the way people would talk about him." And it only was off of what? Like 3 games of competency. It wasn't. It wasn't much. It wasn't much. It was not much. So, with that in mind, I'm looking at what Ken Dorsey's amassed through two weeks, and I'm just thinking to myself, like, how is he not being talked about in that same way? I mean, we all know Josh Allen's a special talent. I don't want to take anything away from him, but also, if you're a podcaster, isn't mm-hmm. talking about how great Josh Allen is low hanging fruit now? Like, realistically, I'm not being a dick. It's low-hanging fruit to point out that Josh Allen hit a great game. He's going to have a great game every game. Because I could argue he kind of I mean did he he didn't make the mistake like the interceptions yesterday no. or to uh, Monday night, but he definitely didn't have like his his A game. No, but that's the that's the thing is his A game is scorched earth. Yeah. Like there are no survivors. He played a a minus to B plus game. Yeah. And it embarrassed an, not, not just a team, but an entire city. Yeah. And everybody talked about the, the Tennessee Titans defense coming in with Jeffrey Simmons, who, you know, and Bud Dupree are, you know, a, a nice combo on their defensive line. And, you know, young corners, Caleb Farley and Roger McCrary. And they've got a good safety duo led by Kevin Byard, who's a pro bowl level, all pro safety. And, um, it just didn't matter. And part of it, too, is and, and I said this the other day is, you know, I, I'm, I'm starting to shift my thought process here, which is a lot of people want to point to, well, Stefan Diggs has made Josh Allen, has made Josh Allen who he is. And I might argue that Josh Allen has made Stefan Diggs into an all pro. He was a great football player in Minnesota. He's not. He is at no point. He just was not doing what he was doing in Minnesota, what he's doing now. If he was doing that, they would have kept him. Well, I don't think he wanted to play with Kirk Cousins anymore. I guess I can't blame him on that. No, but if you as a franchise were like, hey, we have this receiver who's otherworldly. Yeah. If you put the ball in his hands or when you target him in key situations, they would have probably. He definitely was not considered a top five receiver in Minnesota. No. And now he has that moniker and it's because of Josh Allen. So I don't know. Like 
he's playing the start of the 2022 season like a man possessed. Mm-hmm. And I can't imagine what it would be like having to try to be the defensive coordinator who's planning for this. Oh, gosh, no. No. He's just too accurate. Yeah. He's seeing the field too well. Anything you do, any small nuance, you, we're going to talk about some of that. Like, the, he doesn't, you throw things at him to slow him down, and he just figures out, okay, you put a wrinkle in here, but I'm going to go to where you're not. Done. My favorite thing is on ESPN and Booger McFarland. They're like when they talk about, well, how do you slow down Josh Allen? He always says the same thing. Well, just force him to his left. Okay. <laughs> okay. Is that, is that supposed that that slows yeah. him down? I don't on, on the first drive, so. the Titans thought they had that. Right. And then he and then jumped over a Aaron Quinn he had a side sn- hurdled. A- a- Aaron Quinn had a snarky tweet about how he was going to make up his own stat. I'm assuming this is at hurdles. Uh, Chris. Is this or is this not a direct shot at Charlie Gross? And if not, it should be. Yeah. Uh, that he's making up his own stat now of quarterbacks hurdled per game. Or no, defensive players hurdled per game. And it was just... How many times our quarterback jumps over a defender per game? Yeah. And how that correlates to wins? Because that's what analytics has become now, according to some people. You just can't beat this guy. And we know he's special. It would be criminal not to give him his due. But I'm more interested in what the hell's going on in that booth because this seems like mad science. Mm-hmm. Last week, we were a Ken Dorsey appreciation podcast. At this point, it's a full-on man crush. And it's crazy. He didn't even go to Alabama. No. He didn't have to wear a, he didn't have to wear the, the crimson. He didn't have to, uh, I don't know, he didn't have to grow up in Buffalo. Should we cover this now? I'll kiss this guy in the mouth. Should we cover this now? What? So we're sitting in, we're in the stands, and Drew's sitting down, and he looks at me, because I'm standing, because everybody else in front of me is standing, sure. I gotta stand, so Drew looks at me and goes, I'm not standing until I see a play worth standing for, <laughs> and yep. then the next play is Allen to Diggs, 46-yard touchdown <laughs> pass. That's a real thing that happened. I'm not standing. I'm not standing until there's something. Until these motherfuckers give me something to stand about. I was hammered. What do you want from me? I was living my best life, and that's the way I feel. I go, listen, I've done this enough times. I've I've done this dance enough times. You, me, Buffalo Bills. I will be here, and I'll get revved up for the game when you get me there. Mm. It's on you now. It's not on me to be the fan and bring the energy. I've done this for a decade plus. You were most. You owe me that drive. You were most. And they did it. You were mostly stuck on. Was it first and second quarter, the third and one, and the fourth and one that we well, didn't get? We're going to talk about that in a second. But here's That's where why I want to start. Did all that because in in totality, I am in awe of the job that he's done with this Bills offense. Mm-hmm. Seventy two points and two punts through two weeks of football, or at least two punts when it mattered. Right. And we got the ball back on one of them. <laughs> well, that was on so almost funny. both of them. I'm looking. So I go through my phone, and I'm making drunken notes in the stadium. Because you know, Chris, professional podcaster over here. Well, yeah, you get a lot of time to sit down and take notes. Like, realistically, I'll never understand guys like Greg Thompson, who, like, I watch the game alone in my office. Great. That that I hope that that makes you happy. I can't do that. I sit next to Terry Pagula, which is tough. I have to yell at people. If which is have, just tough. If I don't have... Wait, you sit... Yeah, during home games. He's in the booth with... He sit... The, the owner's booth's right next to us. And, like, it's me... Oh, and you just look at pegs. Yeah. It, <laughs> he's from me to the wall. Right That's there. hilarious. It's not the best. No, it is the best. Because then you can really voice your display. No, you can't. No, I can't <laughs> do anything. I, I, I it's and, and here's the thing: broadcast booth compared to media booth are a little different rules. Like we're we're not like even, unbiased media. You, you can't know? golf clap in the media booth. No, you can't do anything. Yeah, like I, golf, that's why I don't sit over there. Yeah, golf clap is I, prohibited. I, I, you know, listen. I mean, I'm I, I enjoy broadcast booth view is as good as it gets. It's the best seats in the house. Um. I, I very much enjoy it up there, uh, and it's listen, guys. I haven't really watched a Bills game. Like Tom said, it's business for him. Like it's a business trip. That's kind of how it is for me. I really have not enjoyed a Bills game in some time. Well, you should come sit with us one game. Just one game. Just come I hang out. I can, come I, hang I, out next, with the next boys. Bills home game. Come hang out with the I'll boys. Do, I'll do halftime. And then I'll come sit with you guys in the second half. Yes. Let's make it happen. Now, here's my note. 
the Bills have punted for the first time, and these dickheads gave it back to them. But yeah. That's my note. Yeah. <laughs> so our offensive coordinator is just, like... Dialing it. Is Ken Dorsey, in your opinion, better than anything we could have asked f- from a rookie offensive sure. coordinator? Sure. I mean, no team in NFL history has won a Super Bowl with a first-time offensive coordinator. Um, he certainly doesn't feel like an, a first-time offensive no. coordinator. And listen, I mean, you know, in you know, by resume, yes, it's the first time he's called plays. But there is a level of continuity that he walked into here where he's not changing the terminology. He's not changing the structure. He's not really changing a lot of the concepts. What he's doing is he's taking something that everybody already knows, and he's finding ways to optimize it. He's finding ways to you know, disguise what they're doing um, pre to post snap and, and <clears throat> personnel groups. It's like they were throwing out a 22 personnel. This is it. I mean, that's so sexual. Tennessee's defense has been a real motherfucker for the last two years. And Buffalo hasn't handled it well. They forced three turnovers the first time in 2020 en route to a blowout. Uh, caught up with the Bills offense in the second half of 2021. Like the Bills were rolling on offense in the yeah. first half of that game. They caught us. Let their offense close the gap, and they take the lead down the stretch. Mm-hmm. This time, the Bills were like, no, 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 no. You don't understand. This is this is a drag race. This is a drag race. And listen, I know you weren't a Dayball fan, a huge Dayball fan. Um, the thing that I've noticed most about Dorsey to start this season through two games is the, the scripted plays. Obviously, they're two for two opening drive touchdowns and back-to-back yes. weeks. So the script is right. It's out of the second half to yes. me where the adjustments, they're very clear. They're, they look different. They feel different. Um, are they two for two on first qu- or third quarter drives as well? First, I believe first, so. First drive on a third quarter? Yeah, they just... Chris, go- give it a goob. Give it a goob. So, so this is what I'm talking about. This time around, they go, okay, we're struggling to run the ball. Mm-hmm. RPO game? Fuck mm-hmm. you guys. You haven't seen it yet. We are going to horse whip you to death. Now, Eric over at Cover One did a great video breakdown of some glaring examples of this. The Titans had no answer. No. Right? Every every play is a dice roll, right? So the Bills are going into almost every play, regardless of formation. They're talking about running out of uh, t- the, whether it's 11 personnel, whether it's 12 personnel, and you only have two wide receivers. It doesn't matter because he's got a guy on the boundary where he goes, well, the second I see you going to either off coverage or bail coverage, fuck you. You're going to get it. <laughs> Especially if it's on Stefan Diggs. Poor Roger. Like, McCreary's not built for that, right? You're a rookie. They throw yeah. you into the crucible of football against Stefan Diggs, and you go, hey, I'm going to give him seven yards so he doesn't get over the top. Josh Allen just checks out of every run and goes, fine. You're going to do this. You're going to run blitzes in the front seven to try to stop the run. I'll just throw it out wide on a three-yard route to Stephon Diggs and let him get five yards. Why? Because that's better than anything I could do on the ground. Our offense will not stagnate because I won't let you stop me. It's crazy to me, right? Like, first example of a great RPO decision. That Mm -hmm. very We talked about it, him hurtling the guy. Third and nine. All the defenders played man and followed their guys down the field. Josh Allen just said, well, fine. If you're going to give it to me, I'll take it. That was his only run of the night. Only run. Which I appreciate. Do you know the last time that Josh Allen only had one rushing attempt in a game? I, I hammered his rushing unders. Never! I re- it's I, never happened I, when Josh Allen only had one run. I hammered his rushing game. unders, too, which was nice. I won some money. Good yep. for you. First drives to start the second half for Buffalo both resulted in touchdowns. So if you look at what this thing is like that alone, the fact that this dual threat quarterback of yours doesn't have to run the ball and can still score 40 points. It's almost like being the guy who has a giant package and wearing super tight sweatpants. <laughs> <laughs> like... You're like, Look hey. at that hog. Yeah, exactly. Everyone's like, listen, we got a Josh Allen, and you think he's just a runner? <laughs> Watch this arm. We don't even need we don't need to show it to you. We're just gonna do it. We're just gonna do it. We don't need to run. We just want to show it off a little bit. I now part of that's 
obviously Allen's natural growth, his pre-snap vision to recognize those mm-hmm. off coverages, but it's also a trust on play design. You think about how much he trusts Dorsey at this point. Like he well, goes, he trusted him before, and that's you know, listen. I mean, Ken Dorsey had a decision to make because he was he was on a couple of people's lists, including Brian Dables, to be an offensive coordinator. And you know, I, I can't tell you that it's like some kind of hard decision to say. Hey, you know, we're going to go with, um, you know, we're going to go, we're, we're, we're going to go with Josh Allen instead of Daniel Jones. I'm sure that was like a really hard decision for him. Um, but I mean, he made the right one and like there was already that relationship established. It was kind of an easy transition for him there. There was belief that, you know, if you're Ken Dorsey, you're the understudy of Brian Dable with a thought that like, I respect, I like, I believe in what you're doing. But here's my twist. Here's what I think that I can do to take something that's great and make it really great. And I think early on we're seeing those returns. And listen, I mean, it's two games in. Let's see how defenses adjust now that there's some film on the Bills. And, um, you know, listen, I, I'm, I think it's very promising that the running game didn't work. And they did decided, like, they weren't going to just turn around and try to just run it, even though they weren't getting results. Like, go to the thing that works. They couldn't stop the Bills. They couldn't stop Stephon Diggs. Um, and they refused to really change their coverages, to change their game plan. So the, here's something that I noticed about the Bills. And this is something when I watch other games now. When I'm watching Red Zone, for instance, last two Sundays, I've gotten to watch NFL Red Zone. It's a thing of beauty because I've had off. It's unbelievable, Drew. What's funny is Mark Smith always makes fun of me because when I'm down in my basement with the Sunday ticket, I manually flip back and forth between games. I don't mind that, though. I do that, too. But but so Mark is like, oh, this is the Drew zone. The Drew zone sucks compared to the red zone. And he just the rails Drew on zone. it That's all pretty funny. day. Um, but here's what I'll say. Like, when I watch Pittsburgh, when I watch Carolina, um, when I watch these other teams... We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. They're just, it feels like they're playing a different type of game. Like it just, it feels like they they are going by a different set of rules. Like they <laughs> Like they're playing to score points and other teams are playing not to lose. And like, that's the thing that I, at least watching other games the last couple of weeks have been like, I feel it feels different when you watch bills games. Well, and part of that has to be just the confidence of your quarterback, not only on his play caller, but also on the talent around him. You just be like, fuck it. Every down we should have, we should have three. Every down, every possession should be three. Mm-hmm. And if it's not, then there's a problem. Right. And, that's the Tom Brady era of football, mm. right? Like, that's Peyton Manning in his prime. That's all of the greats have always had that. They've always had that, like, I have the ball. I expect that we're going to get to the end zone. Right. If we kick a field goal, I won't be mad, but I'm going to come to the sideline and ask my wide receivers, like, guys, what the hell? Yeah. We all get paid too much money. We're all too talented. Or that to be video, the uh, NFL uh, NFL Films video of uh, Jeff Saturday coming off the field, and they're yelling and just just snap me the ball, just snap yes. the ball and shut up. Oh yeah, and then they ran the ball in the red zone, and they followed Jeff Saturday's lead, and it scored a touchdown. And Peyton Manning came over and apologized because yeah. all he wants is points. That's right. Doesn't get Josh right. Allen wants his points. Reached that. All he level. wants is dubs. So week one, it was play design off play action. Brian Baldinger did a big thing about that. We talked about it last week, how Josh Allen's balls are huge, and so are Ken Dorsey's because they said, listen, let's call a play 
off play action that's not only unorthodoxly set up, but also might get you killed if Aaron Donald mm. sniffs it out. And it turns into a 46-yard touchdown for Gabe Davis. This week, it was just RPOs saying, listen, the second you give us an inch off of our wide receivers on the boundary, we'll throw it wide right. and just let them manufacture well, our We don't they, need to run the ball. They use it as like an extension of their run game and yes. like, okay, we'll just snap it and throw it to digs and <laughs> get nine yards in a cloud of dust. I mean, or, or if it's five yards, it doesn't matter yeah. because at five yards, five yards a carry would be considered fantastic. Right now, there's a ton of running backs in the NFL. Some of the most elite that do not average Career? five yards per no. carry. No. If you could throw it to Stephon Diggs and get four and a half every time, that's money. That's so first down every three plays. That's my point. So through two weeks of football, knowing that this is what we can throw at a team, is it hyperbolic to say, as Adam Shine did at the top of the show, that the Bills might be the best or at least the most dangerous offense in football? No, they're the best. Um, they're the best offense. They're the best defense in their borderline best special teams in the league. Um, and that you don't have to... Here's the thing. I, I don't I don't understand this argument, right? Like, Josh Allen right now is the best quarterback in the league. I don't care what other quarterbacks did last year or how many Super Bowls other quarterbacks have. Well, here's what I see. I He's see the, the best right now. Look at the Chiefs. Like, I don't know. I don't, I don't get loves, the history of it. Everyone loves Mahomes. Yeah. Mahomes had an average game. An average game that should have been a bad game if Asante Samuel can catch balls. What four dropped interceptions? Yeah. One, one was called back with a penalty and, yeah. Yeah. Two? Critical callback with a penalty. Yeah. Yeah, I'm never gonna forget that. And like I just it's it's okay to say like you can think that Patrick Holmes is a better quarterback overall than Josh Allen. I'm probably still there. I think he's probably right now, this year, Josh Allen's the best quarterback in the league right now. And, and it, that's just Justin Herbert costs his team. Justin Herbert single handedly costs his team that game. Yeah. Yeah. The Dolphins. They have eighteen minutes of explosive football and people want to anoint them as like, oh my god, look, they've arrived. Did you know that Mitch Trubisky threw six touchdowns in a game once? Did you know that the Lions are up there with Buffalo? The Lions are good. In terms of offensive the, production? The Lions are good. The li- Like, it's crazy. The Lions are good. So, I guess my Go point Jared is, Goff. though, is like when you look at all of that and then you look at the Bills, to your point, they're playing a different type of football because they make it look hard and our team is just like, hey, it doesn't matter who you put in front of us. We have answers for whatever you yeah. might put on the field. Now, it's not a roses. It's not a roses. Uh, first of all, interior offensive line. Any thoughts? Because Saffold, inconsequential. The guy was brought here to be a part of the run game, and I just feel like he's not. It's a good D-line. It's a good deal. Okay. Two good, good deal. D-lines. Two okay. good D-lines. And specifically, when, when can I expect, Jeffrey Simmons is a stud. So as the he's hyperbolic member of this podcast right now, when can I look at Roger Saffold and go, maybe you were a bad investment? What what week is it? Because I don't want to hit the panic button yet. But but I'm answer serious. me answer me this. Okay. Answer, answer me this. Right. Who was their two starting guards last year? Well, I don't know. Cody Ford played early. Right. Cody Ford. I would rather have Roger Saffold than Cody. Bates Ford. goes in midseason. Ike Botker. Yes. Who, who, Right, but who who started the season? It was oh Feliciano. Yes, who's now on the Giants? Would you agree that Saffold has been better than those two? Yes. Okay. All right. All right. So this is why we bring did, voices did they of sign, onto the podcast. Did they sign Saffold to be at thirty four years old or whatever he is to be the league's best interior guard? No, they didn't. So I think for me, is he an upgrade over what they had last year? Yes. Okay. Could he be better? Yes, he should be. I'd like to see him play better. Um, but I'm not here to tell you it was a, you know, a bad signing. If they're getting more production, if he's better than the guys they had the year prior, which he is, um, I won't look at it as a bad signing. Was it a great signing? No, but I certainly don't think it's a bad one. No. The other thing that killed me was the third down stuff. You come off a week where you go 90%. 9 to 10, yeah. That's not sustainable, right? Like, we but they were putting themselves in, in good, third and short. Third yes. And two. So if you don't get it, your coach, who has now turned into one of the most aggressive coaches on fourth down in the league. <laughs> Meanwhile, um, at, the same, whoa, 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 at the same time, Brandon Staley, in front of everybody, of shadow decided now. to punt. And now he's talking about, well, he, I thought our defense was doing a good job, so I, I didn't tell want to be aggressive on fourth down. Brandon Staley is the just the latest example of how internet bullying works. 
he's been bullied out of what he, Wait, he allowed. Mean, if internet bullying works, then I got to get to work. Well, yeah, no, there's no. <sighs> I, listen, he has been falsely labeled as the guy that cost them a playoff berth last year. No, no, no. His team, his team was that like he believes in his offense or he did. And I loved the way that he was coaching. I loved the style and 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 the situations that he'd be going for it, and so you like that McDermott got aggressive this ha- week. Had they had the Chargers had Brandon Staley maintained what he was last year with this new team, they would be a force to be reckoned with. Their coaching style is going to hold them back. All, the progress they made on the roster is going to be held back by their coach being scared of his own shadow. God, because I just looked at that and I go, "You're third and one. You're in the you're in the red zone. You get cute with a play call. It doesn't work. You call a pass on third and one. You can't get Time one out. yard. You don't want to run your quarterback. Bop, bop, he bop. may be the the grandson of Vince Lombardi, but Joe Lombardi, it, his average depth of target or average depth of uh, attempt mm-hmm. being under ten yards. And they waited till the fourth quarter when they were down two scores to throw the ball down the field." <laughs> I mean, what are you doing? You have one of the best quarterbacks in the league with the best downfield throws in the league. Now they were down Keenan Allen. I get that. But, yeah, I, I am. I was puzzled by that game plan. So I'm looking at the Bills coming out of that third and short in their own red zone, and I just go, all right, that was a dickhead play call. Now you're on fourth and one. Oh, you're going for it. Okay, now you're going to fake him out. Oh, you you false started yourself. Mm-hmm. Great. Now we have no choice but to go. It was just a shit show. So I was mad about it. But it makes sense. Like, I I guess I'm nitpicking at this point. If we want to talk about the other side of the ball briefly before we close this thing out, Mm -hmm. because it almost, like, the offense did so much, it almost feels like we're being disrespectful, not talking about the defense. All the crowing we did about Ken Dorsey. Like, if this was an episode of Stranger Things, Mm -hmm. then the upside down would be Titans Reddit. Because, man, do they hate that guy. Yeah. Now, Chris, last week we talked about it. I went to Titans Reddit and just asked them. I go, guys, why do you hate your offensive coordinator? Yeah, got a ton of clicks. And they got a ton of traffic. And they responded with a lot lot of colorful language, a lot of fun things were talked about. But one of the things, and I got to find it here because I think it's on our Twitter that I have it either bookmarked. I, oh, my God. I, Is it that shot of the yes. five wide? Yes. Can you put that up? If it's in our bookmarks, can you please find that and put that up? So you're third and, you're third and four, third and five, Nate. Mm-hmm. You're, you're getting throttled by the Bills, and it's still early enough in the game where you can do something about it. Sure. Like the game's not out of hand, out of hand. And you decide that you're going to go five wide. Third and like four, I think it was. And your five wide consists of Traylon Burks, Mm -hmm. a wide receiver. Five of their top six offensive pass catchers from last year are gone. And then they roll out voluntarily a tight end. Yeah. A backup tight end. Swain. I think this I think this was it. Here we go. Let me slide this over. Let's slide this over into the graphic. Let's see it. Come on. My Come on, Bessie. Yeah. There was one was one wide out. Yeah, one wide out. One wide out. It was uh Traylon Burks. And a and a five wide set? Yeah. There was only Tory one. Tory Carter, out. Austin Hooper, Jeff Swain, Traylon Burks, Derrick Henry. Well, that's a recipe for for success. Todd Downing. T- Todd Downing? I yes. Believe? Yeah, Todd Downing. Not good. We've known this. We've known this. Listen, they have not been the same team since Arthur Smith left. No, they haven't. Not the same offense, anyways. Oh, here we go. There it is. Take a look at that lineup. Now, so Nate, now that you you can put eyeballs on what this is. Was this the interception? I don't know. I think this was. Actually, it might have been. (laughs) So this is what happens when a guy watches, like, for me, right? No, it wasn't. It wasn't the interception. Okay. So for Titans fans... Uh, this is what I think. Like when you take a look at that, you go five wide with one wide receiver, and you don't get the conversion. 
You, I, I, I remember seeing that they didn't convert that specific play. For me, it's almost like you, you've got this hot chick you're picking up for a date in a metallic red Mitsubishi. At Tim Hortons at 3 a.m.? And you drive to Russell's. JP's? And you JP pu- Fitzgerald's? No, no, yeah. it's JP's. Uh, dude, it's, it's Russell's. Chicken fingers? It's mm. Russell's. Number one combo. And as you're walking across the parking lot from the you know nondescript back 12th row parking lot you're walking into, somebody pulls up in front in a freshly waxed Bentley. And steals your girl? Throws their keys to the valet, then shoots your girl, double guns, and just walks into the restaurant. That's what it must have been like <clears throat> watching... It's incredibly specific. Does that, has that happened to you before, Drew? It's you have just, a Mitsubishi, so... It's one of those things. <laughs> no, no, Chris does. What? Has a Mitsubishi. I've never owned one. No, you've no, never you, owned a Mitsubishi. You, you look like the poster boy for Mitsubishi. No. You seem like one of them off-brand Chinese characters. Yeah. That's why I drive a Mazda. A Mazda. Yeah, it's basically the same thing. Yeah, I've driven a Mazda since 2011. So never going back. Here's what I look at. I watch that and I go, here's our team doing RPOs and taking advantage of every nuance that your defensive coordinator fails to account for. Here's your coach whose only answer is fuck it. I know how we'll I know how we'll trick him. We're going to put never guess. all we're going to put Derrick Henry out wide. We're going to put a tight end who has no catches this season out wide. Mm-hmm. Then we're going to throw it at him and he's going to drop the ball. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like good for it, them. It's Im- They have zero real creativity. And here's what I want to show you. They have no, all they have is Madden creativity. Last week they ran a jet sweep on third and one with a tight end that cost them four yards. Cause they thought that was smart. This is their EPA through two weeks. Here's the Buffalo Bills in the quadrant that says good offense and good defense. Aren't we oh, at the wow. top? Aren't we at the top? Wow, that's surprising. Here's where the Titans are. Wow. Are they in the bottom of the NFL for good offense, Listen, good defense? Here, here, here's the good bad news offense, for Mike bad defense. He'll have an opportunity to be the, the Bills defensive coordinator next year when Leslie Frazier <laughs> takes the head coaching job. Probably takes his job, to be honest. Was it just me or you watching the game? Did they have a hard time figuring out what to do when Derrick Henry didn't work? Yeah, they had they had no plan B. They just assumed they were going to be able to do what they wanted to do because the Bills were going to run nickel. So 1.9 yards per carry for Derrick Henry. Not great. That's gross. Not like, great. Uh, I'm not. Some of you, by the way, owe Tremaine Edmonds an apology. <laughs> well, so this is it. So draft picks on display. Yeah. Look at this. These Linebackers were, all... were absurdly good. Tremaine Edmonds, aside from almost killing D- Dane Jackson maybe his best game in a Bills uniform? Yeah. Listen, it's, there's, there's, to me, there's a correlation. And I've been saying it for a couple of years now. And he's the freak athlete, Tremaine Edmonds. He's got the size. He's got the speed. He's got the athleticism. He's only 24 years old. And he's never had an opportunity to play clean. And frankly, either has Matt Milano. Matt Milano has been able to thrive because he's a, he's good at shed he's better at shedding blocks than Tremaine Edmonds. Tremaine, Tremaine Edmonds can get caught in the clutter, but man, when he is free and he can he doesn't have to think, he's not worried about you know because here's the thing now, hopefully Jordan Phillips isn't out any you know isn't long term with his hamstring injury and hopefully get at at Oliver back. You have two double team candidates almost every single time you put a defensive line out there in terms of your from Settle to Daquan Jones and everyone in between. They were especially Daquan Jones, who's going to be the unsung hero of this defense this year. He's the thing we wanted Star to be. Yes, and he's not. I, you, you don't hear about him because all he does is take on double teams. Dude, I have a boner for keeps, line play. I watch him. It just it's keeps, gross. What it does is it just it it allows these linebackers to get free downhill easily, free releases, and you know, it just it's been through two games the linebackers have looked like the best linebacker duo in the league. And for the second consecutive week, Leslie Frazier has pitched a hell of a game and a second half shutout. Mm -hmm. Like beating the Rams and Titans is one thing doing it convincingly. That's another thing. No third or fourth quarter points against the Super Bowl winner Mm -hmm. and the number one seed in the AFC from consecutive second half shutouts. Yeah. No points. And they're doing it without Trey White. And, right. then, and then there's this. 
this just kind of thing because I saw people bitching about turnovers. So the Bills have seven turnovers forced by the defense through through two games. Mm-hmm. Seventeen points against Tennessee off turnovers. That alone could have beaten them. Yeah. The Bills didn't need to do almost like really any of the heavy lifting in offense. Even if their offense was bad, our defense did enough to beat the Titans. Yeah, by themselves. Then you throw in the Titans didn't capitalize on any of the Bills' mistakes. Neither did the Rams. So our turnover differential, we're not leading the NFL. We're plus five. I think we're behind Jacksonville and one other team. Jacksonville. But we're scoring off every single turnover. And our opponents aren't. That's been the margin of victory. So we have a Ferrari of an offense. And our defense is out here going, listen, we're, we are one of the most opportunistic secondaries and linebacker cores in football. Mm-hmm. Why do you think that happens? Because your defensive line is hauling ass. Yeah. I love that. That finally, we have a, since the days of the cold front, Yes. We have a defensive line that is just owning it, making the, every game their own. Mm-hmm. And so because of it, everybody else can just play free. They can just play free around them, and they're all making plays. It's an incredible thing to watch. Now, tis, tis. hero and zero of the game, I've got, I've got a hero. And that's going to go to cornerback Christian Benford. Here's the deal. I'm the best there is, plain and simple. I mean, I wake up in the morning, I piss excellence, and nobody can hang with my stuff. Uh, you know, I'm just a, just a big, hairy American winning machine. Christian Benford quietly leads all Bills defenders in snaps with 91%. 91%. He was on the field more than any other defensive player as a rookie. That's three or four drives. A sixth-round rookie. Three or four drives. BS. And more than Kyer Elam. FCS, I'm sorry. Ridiculous physicality for a kid as green as he is. Like, when you think about FCS players, that's Mm -hmm. why he was late in the draft. Those guys don't get drafted because scouts say he didn't have any meaningful competition. So we don't. But traits are traits. Yeah. Right? It's it's why Miami has like the statistically leading like well what is it? according to Pro Football Focus the best cornerback in football right now is a late round pick of the Dolphins this year the same way Benford is hmm. and I see you rolling your eyes Nate Gary but I thought you were going to say Xavier Howard but like no, no I see you rolling your eyes mm-hmm. but we're watching it play out with Benford yeah look at him so in that game like. Like the the coverage grade he got from Pro Football Focus wasn't great, but then when you look at his actual yardage allowed, how many do you think he I gave mean, up? He was targeted three times, gave up two receptions, fourteen yards, eighteen. Hmm. It's gonna say, I mean, Tannehill had a hundred and four, and Malik Willis did he have any? I mean, did, did yeah. he complete a pass? So, so this is the thing that I love about him. You see that viral clip of him shedding a block, getting to Henry, getting yeah. to Henry, yeah. Richard Sherman is already talking about what a badass play it is. So, okay, so you can do the thing that... It's almost like, hey, you can do the thing Dane Jackson was doing. Mm-hmm. Then you look at, okay, no one's throwing on you mm-hmm. when they attempt to. Two weeks in a row, you've given up no significant yardage. So you're not a liability. You're physical against the run. Is he making a case? And you're getting more snaps than Kyrie Elam. You are, yeah. Is he or is he not making a case for CB2? Sure, he is. Um, and listen, I mean, this is such a great problem to have, you know, because I think you go, you go into the season, you're thinking, man, you feel light at corner, one injury, you're in trouble, and now you have, you're going to be starting your two rookie corners this week, and and it, and this is not to, this is not a, a moment to to take a shot at Kyrie Elam because I think when he's been in, he's been good, he's been fine. Um, it's just Christian Benford's been, I mean, from from mini camp on has just been a player that has earned the right to be out there. And, you know, as a six-round pick, what what when you hit on a six-round pick, I mean, it's, you know, you're you're it's it's house money. And the it's house money. The big play for me was something I saw live, something I saw at the game and I put it in my stupid phone notes, right? Cuz I got a million of them. Uh Christian Benford goes down. It's late in the third. The game has already gotten out of hand. 
Wide receiver goes up for an errant pass, doesn't get it. Christian Benford grabs this dude out of the air and throws him to the ground. He's physical. For not a big guy either. Slams this wide receiver and just walks away. Like, it was cold-blooded. And mm-hmm. I remember that got me up. Everyone else was sitting down, and it, it got me out of my seat. That's the guy we need. Like, that's the mentality that we need in this secondary for this football team. Chris, the zero of the week. Myself. You folks fell on your face. You get an F minus in my book. I ran a foot race during the tailgate against an old man, Mm -hmm. an old Canadian man who, listen, do Canadians even know how to play softball? Because his claim to fame was that he hit hit an inside the park home run this year. It was a 40 yard dash. I was wearing work boots, but he slipped 40 yards. Allegedly. Allegedly. But he slipped. He slipped off the line, and I had a jump on him. And, and then I, you ran around a puddle. I ran around a puddle. I know. My fault. But, Chris, tell me that old man didn't catch me and blow the doors right off me at the end. Yeah, he did. <laughs> if you can't outrun someone who's, I don't know, what, what is he actually, like 49? I have no idea. 49. He I don't looks know, better than you do at your own age. <laughs> All I know is that even wearing work boots, if you can't outrun a senior citizen, aren't you kind of the biggest loser? Yeah, yeah. I mean, 100%. No, 100%. All, all props to Pat Cleary. He, he, no training, half in the bag, outran me. That was impressive. You're slow, right? I mean, you're slow. I, I'm not fast. I, well, I, it, Nate, I will, we gotta, I'm completely we gotta, flat-footed. We got to preface this. So one of the rules for the race, Drew was not allowed to run on his knuckles. <laughs> well, he was behind the eight ball right from the beginning. I mean, that, that that's handicapped. You just handicapped him. Yeah. I mean, we had to make it even. If you- <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, otherwise, Pat Cleary had no chance. I mean, if you, if you let this knuckle dragger use his knuckles. Here's the thing, though. Like, I haven't gotten up to a full speed run. Since you played at Buff State? No, I mean... When you got a field goal blocked? I mean, that's the last time I remember running full speed. I'm sure there was a time in there where like, I was like, hey, let's try this. I'd tear a hamstring if I ran full speed right I'm now. not going to lie to you. I woke up the next morning. And you felt... And I was how limp- far was it? 40 yards? 40 Alleg- yards. Allegedly. I, I, I was limping around the kitchen. And my wife goes, what's wrong with you? And I'm like... I, I don't know. I'm like, I'm just weird. Maybe I'm hungover. I got and to I started full thinking speed. about it. I was like, oh, no. I just tried to run for the first time in I a got long to, time. I got to full speed, ma'am. <laughs> Honey, I got to full speed. So, Chris, final thoughts. You underestimated the Bills against the Titans. Yeah. That blew up in your stupid face. It's a great game. Uh, first, I don't think we mentioned it all show. First night win since 94. I believe it was against the Bengals. But it's great. We're the best team in football. Can't wait to uh, handle Miami. Nate, final thoughts before we close the chapter on this and just move on to the next. Until we're on to Cincinnati, as they say. The Titans stink. Malik Willis is going to play six or seven football games. And (laughs) Ryan Tannehill is a backup quarterback. Maybe the Bills backup quarterback next year, by the way. All right. Sitting on the cab of my truck. Like, I know people made fun of me for doing it, but it dawned on me while I was up there, like, taking it all in, the tailgate scene, everybody being there. I missed this. I missed this thing. Like, I met a lot of you for the first time. Some of you who are listening to this podcast right now made your first trek up here, and I met you for the first time, and it was a lot of fun. Like, just a pleasure. And the thing is, is that I get, I was trying to explain to our Canadian friends, I take away from that atmosphere what most people get out of church. Mm. I feel like I'm incredibly lucky. It reminds me of everything that I have going for me personally so that I don't take for granted. You know what I mean? Like it's like, hey, there's a million people who have it harder than me right here right now. So I should embrace this, enjoy this day, and just remember how lucky I am. And then being in the crowd before kickoff, the energy that that place gets onto the lights, mm. you know, this guy's coming out of the tunnel with my wife, my wife there, the first time at a football game, she and I didn't fight. <laughs> like that's the she, she just was wasn't fully embarrassed of you. Well, no, like I'm just usually a raging ass at that point. Yeah, yeah. First time we didn't fight, 
just there with my wife, my friends, cold beer in my hand. It was it was everything. And the game was just icing on the cake. I love you guys. Mm. I love this. I love this podcast. I love you, Nate Geary, and your stupid hair. Thank you so much. As far as the on-field action, here's what I can say. The Rams and Jalen Ramsey, like, all that shit talking that'll continue to echo into eternity because a quarterback is a petty son of a bitch. Back-to-back seasons of feeling like you've been robbed of something by the Tennessee Titans. It was two weeks ago that Von Miller said, burn it all. And it went viral, and there were shirts, and there was tweets, and there was a... You don't have to tell our quarterback. You don't have to tell our coach. You don't have to tell our offensive coordinator or our defensive coordinator because they remember. They're hell-bent on doing exactly that, just burning a path through the NFL like Sherman to the sea, Mm. exacting small measures of revenge wherever possible. Now we're going up against a team with a player on it who talked a lot of trash both in before and after they kicked us out of the NFL playoffs. And after he taunted our secondary on the way into the end zone, you don't think they're going to remember that Mm. guys, this is the team. Like if there was ever a team to rise to that occasion, it's this one. Mm. If there's ever a team, I don't think there's ever been a team hotter. I don't think I don't know hot right now. 72 points to two punts. Kiss my ass. That's, that's unreal. This is the, this might be the golden era. To be a Bills fan. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. And as Marvel Levy said to kick off the game, where would you rather be? Right here, right now. Guys, I appreciate you coming out to listen to this podcast. Go support Nate Geary. Yes, do it. If you don't, I'll be pissed. But for tonight, we got to get the hell out of here. I'm Drew Geary. That's Chris Krueger. That's Nate Geary. This has been your Rock Power Report.